Okay, chilufa b'chalta means this is really totally unrelated. In the previous argument, we had a machlok between Rabbi Yosef and between Rabbah on with a three and a two, meaning Rabbah said the number three, which is three quarters of a meal. Rabbi Yosef said the number two, which is two thirds of a meal. Rabbi Yosef's shiur was smaller than Rabbah's, a shorter ben Hashemashot. We have another case; they also use twos and threes, and here they flip. Their, their opinions, which is big and which is small. So really, totally, totally tangential, but we'll do it anyway. The chilufa b'chalta, the amaraba, chalta, chalta is like a large basket. Sharit ul-tultala, you'll let it carry it on Shabbat because it's considered, I'm sorry, bat tre the size of two cores. Here's the number abba, use the number two. You can carry a two core, um, basket. Batalta kuri, Asul taltula. Because the rule is something that's very large that you don't usually move around, so it's not carried when it's full, does not have the status of a keli. So this large, if you, if you move a large thing, it's very, it's gonna break. You can't move a very large thing with food inside of it. And therefore, it, it's not, it's, it's considered mukseh. Yosef says, Here Yosef goes to the number three rather than number two. Okay, so again, Totally tangential, just a case of a two and a three being flipped from two to three to three to two. And one time Rabbi said two, now he says three. Rabbi, Abai Mene Demar, I asked the master, Rabbi, if you allowed to carry a, a, this basket. The shot master, it was actually, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, uh, a, a, a theoretical question. It was halachal master. He didn't even let me carry a two, uh, a two core one. Okay, why? Come on. Kaitana. The Tanan. Kaveratakash. A basket made of hay. The Kaveratakanim, or made of reeds. Ubor, a large cistern. Svila Alexandria, it's a certain type of boat. Alpishyeshlem Shulayim. You know, they have a bottom. Some say, not Alpi, but Yeshlem Shulayim. And they can carry 40 sa'ah in a liquid, which is korayim biyavesh, which is 60 sa'ah. That means it added another third because um, dry can ha- carry more than moist because you can fill it up more. Teorim, they're not makabel tumah. Because again, these are wooden kalis. And if they have this large amount, you don't carry them. And you keep them in one spot. Um, so we learn from here that something that holds two core, you already don't carry. So two core was the, uh, we said, Kuraim, that's two core. So based on this Mishnah, that's where Rabbah, when he told, uh, Abaye, was Machmir even by two core, because we see from this Mishnah that two core is already not considered a Kali because you won't carry it. Okay. Now, as another aside, this is an aside on top of an aside before we get to back to Banish Mashot. Hamar Hai Gudsha. When you have a vessel and you have like the heaping amount over the vessel, tiltahavi, that, that heaping amount is a third because, uh, we saw a third more in the dry than in the moist because of the extra heaping aspect. Back to Ben Hashemashot. Abaye Chaziyeh leRavah de Kadave leMarav. It was erev Shabbat, and Abaye sees Ravah looking towards the west. 
to see if it's reddish or not in the West, because he wanted to know if it's Ben Hashem HaSholt, it became night. Amar Lei, Sabaye asked Rava, by the time he didn't learn the Brayta, Kozman Shepnei HaMizrach Madimin. The amount of Shior is the redness of the East turning red. So why are you looking at the West? Now we know the sun rises in the East and the sun sets in the West. So the truth is you really should be looking to the West. What are you looking at the East for? Why are we even discussing these? We've, no one brought it up when we are learning. What are you talking about the East? The sun's not in the East, the sun's in the West. <laughs> yeah, that's an obvious question we should have been asking when we learned, when we learned the previous daf. Amalei, Sravat tells Abaye, Misa Varta, do you really believe Pnei Mizrach Mamash? When the Brightha said the East, it literally meant the East. That doesn't mean. Lo, it means Panim Hamadimim et Mizrach. It means the, 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 the side that makes the Mizrach red, which is the West. So the Marav is the one that makes the Mizrach red. So when it said, use the term, the, the face of the East, it meant the face that makes the East red. So it means, in other words, you're looking at the West. Um, okay. Ikadami, others say. Rava, instead of Abaye looking, Rava Chazel Abaye, the Kadavel Mizrach. Rava saw Abaye looking to the Mizrach. It was Erev Shabbat. And Rava saw Abaye looking to the East to see What's going on? She's looking at the east. So it's almost the same story, but both cases, Ravana and Abaye are arguing. So here, again, Abaye understood the word east to mean literally east. The first case, Ravah was looking. Abaye asked him why you're looking at the wrong side. This case, Abaye is looking, and Ravah is pointing out, you're looking at the wrong side. doesn't really mean you're looking at the east. It means, it's the, it's the east which from there the the, the 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 sun will come out and uh the, the east is where the sun's setting and if you have see anything left on the east it comes from the west. The Simanech and the way to remember this is Kafta window. So a window brings light on the wall opposite the window. So 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 too the the uh so the sun is setting by the window, the sun's coming through the window, it shows up on the other side. So over here also, the main place to look at is the west where the sun's setting, and it might cause some redness on the east, but you still have to look at the sun on the west. Now, we really have to refresh our memory on the three opinions, which we'll do right now, again. I wanted to know what is Ben Hashem So I'm going to read the bright again on Lama Dal. You don't have to look there, just listen along. You have three opinions. First, number one is Mishitishka Chama, Ben Hashem lasts from the setting of the sun. Kozman Shepnei Mizrach Madimim, as long as there's still redness on the east. Then we have a middle amount, which the Gemara was questioning, is this next stage considered, I mean, is the first stage considered Ben Hashem or maybe it's still considered day? Hechsif Tachton, the bottom became black. But the top did not become black. That's Ben Hashem Ashtot. So the question is, was the first little Ben Hashem Ashtot or not? If it's all black, so once you don't see the sun anymore, that was Rabbi Yudah's opinion. So there's a question of how long it lasted. Again, with there's three stages, if the first stage was day or the first stage was not day. Then we had Rabbi Nechemi that said, 
From when sun sets, you walk a half a meal, which was nine minutes. Abiyosi said, it's a blink of an eye. Now, it sounds like Abiyosi's blink of an eye is the last one we're mentioning, so it sounds like he's after everybody else. Okay, so now let's go. So first we discuss Rabbi Yudah, now we'll discuss Rabbi Nechemia. Rabbi Nechemia Omer, Adam, you should want to figure it out. Again, I don't know why they couldn't just tell you walk a half a meal. So they're talking about a Kohen who's standing now on the top of Mount Carmel. Carmel Winery is near the Carmel Mountain. You stand on the top of the Carmel Mountain. And when you see the sun uh, about to set into the sea, run down the mountain, dive into the ocean, and then go back up to the mountain. So we're giving you a practical example. The Kohen wants to eat his tiruma. So we're giving you a good idea. Stay on top of the mountain, run down the mountain, jump in the mick, come back upstairs, and you know it's Vadai Laila. That's the amount, that's the nine minutes. Enough time to run down the mountain, obviously taking some shortcut, run down the mountain, jump in the mick, run back up. Pretty agile Kohen if he could run down the mountain, run back up in four and a half minutes, and dip as well. So uh, that's the story. Now, once we mention Car- the Mount Carmel, we'll give you a little bit, a uh, little um, side information. Amar Miriam. Want to see the well of Miriam? As we know, it's Motzei Shabbat, and it says in Motzei Shabbat, you can be zochei, you can drink from the waters of Miriam. It heals people. Want to see that well? Yalel Rosh Carmel, go up to the top of Mount Carmel. You'll see some type of round, uh, some kind of round uh, looking item. is an aside. Mayana a moving wellspring. Tahor. Okay, fine. So we got Rabbi Nehemia. His Ben Hashemashot, nine minutes, run up and down the mountain. Amar Rabbi Amar Shmuel, let's make a very cryptic statement for those of us who learn Masechah Berachot. Remember it, this will uh, ring a bell. We all know, Kwanim dip in the mikveh when it's still day. They can't eat the Trumah until it's night. Mashkon, what's the status of the Kohen? What's he called until he, night comes? He dipped during the day, what's he called? He's a Tavul Yom, you know? Very good, excellent. He's a Tavul Yom. So now the Tzvul Yom cannot eat until it's night. Okay, so now, Amar and also you can't dip at night, you have to dip by day. You can't dip in Ben Hashemashot either. So you can't dip in Ben Hashemashot because it might be night. You can't eat in Ben Hashemashot because it might be day. Right? Good. So Amar Abiyudah, well, Ben Hashemashot, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi is Ben Hashemashot, which is from sunset until, until, uh, black. Konim tov limbo. Konim are still allowed to dip then. Now that's impossible. You mean with Konim, how can they dip then? Benishim ha-shot, it might be night. What are you allowing me to dip? Laman, what's going on over here? Elaine Rabbi Yehuda. According to Rabbi Yehuda, you could dip during that time? Sveikahu. No. You mean to say, is Benishim ha-shot Rabbi Yehuda, that time from Shkia until it's totally black? Rabbi Yossi, Konim tov limbo. Because Rabbi Yossi holds... That when Rabbi Yehuda's Ben Hashem is over, it's still Vada Yom for Rabbi Yossi. 
let's say I tell you it's 13 and a half minutes, for argument's sake, after sunset, it's Vadayom. Those people, if you ever heard, you could dive in Mincha till 13 and a half minutes. That's based on a Biosi Shita that holds the during of Yudaz Ben it's Vadayom. So therefore, I can go to the Mik then. What's the Chiddush? Of course you could. Now, Gemara thought, no, I might have thought, maybe, we know Rabbi Yossi is a split second Ben Maybe his split second Ben is the last second of Yudah's Ben Hashemashot. Kamashlan, no. Shalim Ben Hashemashot to Yudah, Vadam Hatzchil Ben Hashemashot to That means Rabbi Yudah and Rabbi Yossi have nothing to do with each other. When Rabbi Yudah's Ben Hashemashot is finished, it's Vadai Laila. When it's Vadai Laila, that's when it becomes, that's when it becomes, what do you call it? That's when it becomes Rabbi Yossi's after Rabbi Yudaz and Vadai Laila, that's when Rabbi Yossi makes it into, uh, it starts, it starts his banishment. Okay. Amara Babar Hanam, Rabbi Yochan Alachak, Rabbi Yudal, and Yan Shabbat. We hold like Rabbi Yudal as far as Shabbat's concerned, which we all know means that you can't, as far as Shabbat, you don't do Melacha. You don't do Melacha. Once, once Benashim Ashot, once Benashim Ashot, starts, which we call sunset. No one on Shabbat, no one says you have 13 and a half minutes to, 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 to drive to shul after Shkia. No one's going to say that, heaven forbid. So we hold like Rabbi Yudah when it comes to Shabbat, L'chumah. Uh, fine. L'chak Rabbi Yossi, L'nyan Tirumah. We'll see what that means. For Tirumah, we hold like Rabbi Yossi. When it says, Bishlam, L'chak Rabbi Yudah, L'nyan Shabbat, L'chumah. L'nyan Tirumah, why? What does it mean for Tirumah? What halakha for Tirumah are we holding Rabbi Yossi? Ilim l'tvilah, that a Kohen could dip during Ben Hashemashot to like Rabbi Yossi, because that's Yom Vah, like we said before. And they could eat Truma right after that. That can't be. It's still Sveikahu. It's a Safek. What right do you have to dip in the Mik after sunset based on Rabbi Yossi? According to Rabbi Yudah, it's rainy night. Ella, no. means Lachilat Truma. As far as eating Truma is concerned, you can't wait till Ben Hashemashot's over according to Rabbi Yudah. You have to add another minute after Rabbi Yudah's Ben in order to go by Rabbi Yossi's Ben Because remember, Rabbi Yossi's Ben is the latest Ben After Rabbi Yudah's Ben it'll still add some time for Rabbi Yossi. So when it comes to eating Tirumah, you can't say, oh, I hold up Rabbi Yudah. And it's, and it's already considered Vadai Laila. No, you gotta be Machmir like Rabbi Yossi till it's Vadai Laila for Rabbi Yossi. Now the Gemara is gonna tell us some other tricks and techniques to figure out when night is. And again, don't do this at home. Amar Yesh. I'm sorry. There's one star. Yom. It's Vadai Yom. Shnayim, two stars. Benesh Mashot. Shlosha, Laila. Now, why do I say don't do it on your own? Because we don't know what exactly we're going to see in a moment with a certain star size. It's Tainam Miyaki. Kochavachad Yom. Shnayim Eshmoot. Shlosha Laila. Rabbi Yossi. Lo kochavim golim nirim bayom. We're not going to the big stars. You see by the day. Lo kochavim katanim shenirim el ba'layla. Ela benonim. You got a medium-sized star. So we have no idea what a medium-sized star is. So we're not going to go look in the sky and say, oh, I see three stars and I'm going to start driving my car. I'm Rabbi Yossi Barzvida. Ha'oseh melacha b'shnei ben Hashemashot. I did melacha on, that means, let's say, Friday, the sunset's 7.30. So let's say it's 7.40, which is ben Hashemashot. 
I did Melacha 7.40 Friday night. I did Melacha 7.40 Saturday night. So I, I, there you can't say you're all, but banish my short, you have a safek. You vadai did a sin. Because if 7.40 is not, is day, then you were okay on Friday, but you're not good on Saturday night because it's day. If 7.40 is night, you're in trouble Friday night. So you can't do Melacha on 7.40 on both nights and get away with it. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay, like I just explained. You people that can't figure out the shiurim. So what should you do? You don't know. You're not, you're not good at figuring out times. Play it safe. When you see the sun on the top of the palm tree, light your candles. You know, you play it safe. The sun's out. My, what do I do on a cloudy day? In the city, look at the chickens. When you see them at the end of the day, they get up on their beams like the, that's like the chickens calls at the end of the day. The dab, or what if you're in the field, there's not chickens around? Or if they look at the ravens when they start gathering on the top of the trees, then you should stop doing your malacha. Hinami adane, there's some kind of uh, flower that uh, changes when the sun starts to set. So there's different natural indicators for people pre-clocks. Now the Quran is going to tell us about what they used to do in the days of old to play it safe. They used to have certain, like we have in Flatbush, you have that siren. There was six tikiot that they would blow on Erev Shabbat, Tokim Erev Shabbat. And each one was an indicator that it's getting closer and there's something to do. Rishona, the first one, the people in the fields, they had time to get, they needed more time. So the first one blew, the people, the guy with his sickle puts his sickle down and comes home to take a shower. Shnia, the second one, the guys that are in the city, second blow, Shut your, uh, the barber shop. Shlishit, the third one. Ladlikataner, <clears throat> time to light candles already. Divreb Natan. Gudana C says, Omer, Shlishit, Lachlot Tifilin. The fourth one is when you take your Tifilin off, because you used to wear Tifilin all day. So when you hear that blow, you know you take your Tifilin off. Um, so according to Gudana C, the fourth one is going to be for lighting candles. They would wait the amount of time They give you amount of time after the third to do your last minute preparations, throw the pizza into the oven. And that's it. Now you know that, that they gave the final blows. You know, that's it. No more malacha. They blow and then they stop. So that's what I mean. There'll be two more, be five. We had three plus two. They would do two tikiot one after the other, and then a trua. They would stop with a trua instead of a tikiyah. Okay, there was different order how you did the six. You lit the candle on the second one. We had lighting the candle on the third or the fourth. When it says, come on, 
He meant to say not, he didn't say the second, he meant the third, and he meant like Rav Natan. Tanah Rebbe Yishmael, Sheish Tukiyot Tukin Erev Shabbat, another version. The people in the field stop their uh, digging. They're plowing. There were different people spread out in the fields. We didn't want to look like, let's say I have a um, 10 acres of land. So the guy that's at the closest acre to the field is going to come in first. The guy who's 10 acres away is going to come 10 minutes later. If he comes late, it looks like he ignored the rabbi's blowing because he came 10 minutes later. So they would wait for everyone to gather from the fields and walk into the city together so it didn't look like some people listened to the rabbi and some people didn't. They wouldn't hop, and not everybody was in the same distance. The stores are still open. Trisin munachim, and the, 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 they used to have the trisin, which was the, the, the window shades that they would go down. The second one is takua trisin. They closed the, 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 the gates, the, the blinds, whatever that like they have today. What do you call those things in front of the stores that you roll down? Those things, what are they called? Maish, what are those things called you roll down? Gates. Okay. So they roll down the gates and lock up the stores. Uh, There'd still be hot water on the oven. On the pots. The third one. Then you do the final malachot. You take the pot off. You wrap the things up. You light the candles. And they give you the last few minutes between the third one and the next one. Shutters, good word. Okay, thank you. So they give you, then they give you a minute to do the lady, do the last things. Fry your last fish. Throw the pizza in. They give you the last three blows. That's it. Shut down the shop. I heard, I don't want to give you a little secret. Even after all the blows, you still have some time. They didn't blow the last minute. There was another three minutes or something after the first blow, after the last blow. So don't be fooled. There's more time. Why? Why was there more time? I'll tell you why. The Who's blowing? There was, this, there was this high tower, and the Chazan who was really means the Shamosh, he'd blow. David Shabbat was up there blowing the shofar for everybody. He's got to get back to his house, David Shabbat. So um, they gave him a few minutes to get back. So therefore, we have three minutes, the amount of time it takes to David Shabbat to get from the tourist center's roof to his house. They had to give him a few minutes. So you know, even after the blowing, he still got those extra minutes. That he said. That's what Rabbi Yosef Hanina says. Amrulol, they told him, no. You can't have that. Not every chazan lives at the same distance. He wouldn't bring the shofar back. He would hide it in the shul somewhere. One Shabbat starts because of the reason you can't carry the shofar or the chatzotzrot. Okay. Ask the one. What do you mean by Tanya shofar mitaltel? You could carry the shofar. You can't carry the chatzotzrot. You carry the shofar, not the trumpet. It's a personal shofar, you could carry it because it's not mukseh, because you could use it. 
Come, but see, boy, the public shofar, no one's using it, it's muqseh, they're only using it for blowing the shofar. 